Welcome to another episode of the Calgary Fitness Podcast. Today we've got Elaine Koopser. She's the publisher and editor-in-chief with Impact Magazine. Now it's a publication that's been around, forget this, 30 years. 30 years this September, and they've been helping people with their health and fitness journey. And now the Small But Mighty team puts out science-based articles to help you become the best version of yourself. So much info in their magazine. And uh, this past year has been tough on impact as it has been for a number of people. But uh, before the pandemic, they were sponsoring, you know, a number of events, 200 events from like marathons, triathlons, fitness and yoga events, so many other fundraisers. This past year, obviously, that put a big kind of halt on things as, you know, advertisers were pulling out, people weren't sure where the money was coming. But, um, you know, something that I thought was really cool, and you'll you'll hear Elaine talk about this, was the fact that they were able to provide free sponsorship for a number of people. So check that out, how the past year has really impacted Impact. Um, Now, we recorded this episode just before... They published their top fitness instructors of 2021. Uh, Looks like uh, they picked out some of the best instructors from BC, Alberta, and the East. Hint, hint, one of them was actually on the podcast before one of the winners. So uh, go get more details on their website, impactmagazine.ca. Check out the winners there. Now, keep in mind, some of this stuff will might sound a little bit um, uh, dated because when we were recording, the gyms were still shut down. So we did talk about the gym shutdown. I think it's still relevant, though, because it's fresh on people's mind and everything like that. Hey, listen, if you're enjoying the podcast, please, please, please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give it a five-star rating and a written review so that we can make this thing grow. Thanks so much. Now let's get to Elaine. Right now, supporting local is more important than ever, and so is eating high-end local-to-your-province products. Once I discovered True Local, a local company that delivers high-quality meats from local farmers right to your door, I thought it was important to share the word. Use the code TRUESLIMFITNESS at checkout and get three pounds of grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef on the house if you purchase a regular box. Now, there's a link in the description of the podcast where you can discover more about the benefits of free run or grass-fed products. Plus, we're supporting local farmers. Again, that code, True Slim Fitness. Use that at checkout. T-R-U-S-L-I-M-M-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. Use it at checkout to get three pounds of grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef on the house if you purchase a regular box. Thanks so much. Here's the podcast. I've got Elaine Koopser here with me now with Impact Magazine. You are the publisher and editor-in-chief, Elaine. And, you know, I, I was actually speaking with Scott Wildeman, and he said that you have to talk to Elaine. And obviously, <laughs> what you're doing at Impact is is meaningful for the fitness industry. It's meaningful for Western Canada. So why don't we start there? Why don't we start with who you are and what your role is like with uh, with Impact? Okay, so I'll start with who we are as Impact Magazine. Uh, we're a health, fitness, and sports performance magazine. We have been publishing for almost 30 years. So we're going to be coming up to our 30th anniversary edition this September, which is hard to believe, but it is coming really quickly. And, uh, you know, we're all about helping people live their healthiest lives. So that is, you know, the bottom line. It, it came about to be so that we could provide expert advice in areas of health and nutrition and fitness and sport medicine and all those things, uh, hopefully to just help people live their best lives every day. 
I love that. And I, I, congratulations on almost 30 years. It, it sounds like you've got a real winning formula, I guess. How long have you been with Impact and uh, how has your role evolved? So I started the magazine. So I've been here from the beginning. And I know it's been a long, it's been a long haul. It's hard to believe it, it uh, started that many years ago. But yeah, I started the magazine. I was involved in the health and fitness industry before I became a magazine publisher. So that's where my roots are. Um, I was uh, managing health clubs, uh, teaching aerobics back in the day that uh, they were called aerobics. And uh, it evolved into this position where I just wanted to put together a publication for both our industry, but also for the consumer to, um, yeah, to get that information. So it's your baby. It's my baby. It's my first baby. I have a second baby as well, who came very, you know, shortly thereafter, which is kind of crazy. Uh, not too many months after uh, the first issue came out in September, I, I had my daughter in March. So, but this is, yeah, my first baby. <laughs> I want to get to some of the, you know, the challenges and some kind of the things that you've had to deal with over the past 30 years. But I mean, it would be a miss to not even speak about the past year. I mean, we've got a health crisis. We've got the pandemic, I guess. How are you doing with that with the magazine and, and personally? Like, how are you dealing? How have you been the past year? Oh, yeah, that's a that's a big question, isn't it? Um, probably very similar to a lot of other people in our industry. You know, uh, it's been a hard year, I cannot lie. Uh, I was actually in Spain in March when the pandemic really hit. So we were in the epicenter of Europe and had to quickly come home. And uh, we had just published our running issue, which is a big issue for us every year. It had just come out and we went into full lockdown here as well, which means all of our clients and industry colleagues had all shut down as well. So our fitness clubs and studios, our races, that's a big part of who we are. Um, running and, and events are a big part of uh, what we promote in our magazine and they're our clients. So we all went into shutdown together. And so I was faced with a, a reality of not really knowing what the future was going to look like. And, you know, a lot of us are still looking at it that way, including myself. So last year was hard. Um, we had to stop publishing because about 95% of our annual revenues or our, our media revenues completely halted. We, you know, all of our advertising, of course, had to stop. And uh, I wasn't quite sure how we were going to move forward with that. So that was, um, that was, you know, caused a lot of anxiety, uh, as, as it's been for all of us. Uh, we're all going through the same thing. So it's been tough. It's been tough. We put together two digital editions last uh, summer, kind of spring and summer, which helped us stay front of mind. We wanted to to keep putting something out into the public, but in print it was difficult because of course, most of our distribution points were also shut down. So, you know, it was a, it was a bit of a, you know, roller coaster as, you know, we could still put out maybe a magazine, but where are we going to put them? So, yeah, I had to reevaluate where we were placing magazines, um, which we, we were able to resolve last spring. But at the same time, without having incoming revenue, it's pretty difficult to have a magazine going. So. So, so one of the things that I did, you know, we, we, we did a couple of things. We kind of went into community service mode, uh, started doing free social media posts for our clients and industry people. Um, we did some town halls. I did a town hall for the fitness industry and a town hall for the race industry. And uh, right across Canada, we just all got together because it was so new back then. None of us knew what was going on and how could we help each other and how could we learn from what other people were doing. 
um, at the beginning. And um, and that was really helpful. It kind of brought us all together. Um, we all knew we were quite literally in this together. And it was nice to talk, talk it out with everyone and introduce people to each other. And um, that was one of the things that we did. And then last summer, I put together a summer digital edition uh, great content, and but most importantly, we offered free advertising for the entire industry to come in because we knew they didn't have the money. Um, nobody has. So we just did a big, big issue um, and 100% free for all. And so I think in a, in a, probably in total, we gave about $100,000 in advertising support to our community. And I mean, that's the best that we could do at that time. And it felt great, and it, I thought at that time, if this is the last issue I ever published, that I'm going to go out feeling really good. And uh, we were able to make a little bit of a comeback in the fall, and came back with a couple of print editions. And you know, we're slowly, you know, getting back to it, slowly but surely. What about you? You away from the magazine? Like, how have you been? I mean, gyms have been closed for basically six months of the past you know, year. So let's like, how have you been doing personally? Have you been like getting outdoors and running? Like talk about your mental health. Like, tell me about that side of things. You know, so the mental health side certainly came into play because of my business, right? All the uncertainty starts to play into what now, you know, what am I going to do now? And, and it was very worrisome. It still is. Um, but it was, it was tough. I had a lot of pretty serious talks with my husband and my daughter and, not sure how I was going to pull through this emotionally, super emotional. You know, I've been doing this a long time and I, it was tough. It was certainly tough. Um, mentally, it still is. Um, physically, I'm a runner now more than, you know, of course, when none of us can go to the gym or, or do fitness classes. I miss the gym terribly. Uh, Repsol Center is just three minutes from my place. So, you know, we would, we were there almost every day. So that, that's really tough um, not to be able to go to the gym and even just be with people. Uh, so I run, I run as much as I can, um, you know, when I can, when I'm not working and uh, yeah, yeah. But personally, I also kind of had a, had a big loss, uh, had a, had a loss in my family uh, a few days before Christmas, I lost my dad. And it was interesting because being very an active person all my life, that was probably one of the first times after that happened that I shut down a little bit and just stopped. Yeah, just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I didn't want to do it, didn't care about working out or running or, or any of those things. But at the same time, I have this business to run. So you've got to, you know, pull it together every day and, and keep it going. So yeah, between COVID and and that it's it's been challenging. Yeah, it's been a challenging year, but you know, we all find it in us somehow to keep going thanks to family and friends, right? Lots of support. Well, I appreciate you being vulnerable about that because you know, someone who's been, you know, leading the industry in the fitness and health space for this many decades, like to 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 be able to be open and vulnerable about it and be like yeah this this is tough with gyms being closed and and how much mental health and fitness actually are cohesive to be honest with you and you know i think that's that's the big thing in my opinion this is just me talking off the cuff but you know governments have to realize that with the gym shut down it is tough on a lot of people's mental health right now oh gosh it's it's incredibly tough it's uh 
it's a place to go to really feel good. You know, I think the hardest part sometimes to get to the gym is just getting to the gym, right? Once you get there, everything changes. You know, you know you're there to feel good and, and uh, yeah, just make your body feel better, your mind feel better, maybe escape from whatever your day has, uh, you know, has had on your plate and just, yeah, just feel really great. I, you know, I think everybody always feels better when they leave, uh, whenever they do any kind of a workout. And it's fun to be with people. It's fun to be with others, even at a distance, you know, honestly, if even outside of running, it's just inspiring to be, you know, running by other people. It's fun to be in a gym, even if, you know, they, you know, they're, you know, you know, whatever, across the, across the gym away from you. It's a really nice feeling just to be amongst others that, that want to take care of themselves or want to have others help them take care of themselves because we need it and we need to move. We need to move every single day, right? So, yeah, I miss it tremendously. I know everybody else does too. It's it's just so important we get those clubs open again. Yeah. I mean, at the time of this recording, they're still shutting down. They're still shut down. I mean, there's rumblings that maybe early March, but uh, we just don't know. It's It's kind of last minute, it sounds like, so... I know, I know it's heartbreaking, isn't it? It's just heartbreaking. And from, and I know you know this and, and uh, Scott and all of those that are that are out advocating to get these clubs back open is that, you know, we're not seeing any any COVID cases right now or when they were open that have been directly, you know, related to the gyms and studios. And it's such a shame that they've been grouped into that same, you know, same group of, I'm not sure where they're all coming from anymore, but, you know, we know that's not where they were where they were happening so i'm uh, yeah i'm just really sad that they're not open yet i think that they need to be just gotta keep hoping totally yeah. so i want to rewind here back to the early 90s i guess you were you were teaching some fitness classes i mean where did the idea come from to say <laughs> i want to start a publication because i don't know that that seems like some real heavy lifting <laughs> You know, it's funny when you're younger, it didn't seem so like it was such a big deal, right? I was I was pretty young. I mean, I worked already in the health club industry. Um, yeah, I've been teaching you know aerobics classes. Uh, I think I taught aerobics for almost 25 years, maybe a little bit more, um, before I retired due to an injury. But um, it was, uh, and and I could have gone back probably. I really do miss it a lot. But when I was working in the health club industry. I was doing a lot of marketing, which is a lot of fun. It's always fun to try to find ways to get people to come to your clubs and what are the best ways to get the, just get the info out there. You've got to do this. It's important to, to be fit and healthy in your life. And I, um, the, I had been working on a bit of a business plan on, on a magazine for about a year. I was working on it because I thought, I think I could do this. I think that we could have like a shape magazine in Calgary, it's something to call our own. Uh, that for both our industry peeps and also for everybody out there where we could just share information, get everybody together. And uh, as it was, the club that I was working at sold. And I thought, maybe this is a good opportunity for me to shift careers. I think I'm ready. Um, it looked like it was going to be a lot easier than it was in those early days and things were way different. We weren't doing all this digital uh, work that we're doing now. And uh Put together an amazing group of advisory board members, people in the industry that I really respected, to be part of the magazine, and uh, a lot of them are still contributed, uh, contributing to this day that were, were with me right at the beginning, and took a leap of faith and uh, took the plunge and haven't looked back since. And you know, it was really fun. It was super hard, but it was also a lot of fun in those early days too. 
How has it evolved? I mean, you mentioned the shift to digital. You, you like that. There's always fitness trends. I guess how has it evolved since the early '90s to to where we are now in 2021? Well, the, yeah, the magazine industry has certainly changed a lot. Uh, I mean, back when I started, you know, there was a we, there were three of us sharing a little Mac Classic in the office. Um, you know, that included the designer, the editor myself and uh, one sales rep and, and, you know, email was relatively new at that time for us. So, I mean, I was pretty excited when the fax machine uh, honestly uh, came to be and uh, we were sending clients proofs back and forth and, you know, throwing little arrows on the page saying, this is going to be red, you know, this is going to be blue and this part of your logo, you know, is going to be purple. And, you know, so that's, that sounds kind of ancient, doesn't it? But that's a reality. That's how, how it was back then. We were hand delivering proofs to our clients. Uh, we had big, big uh, boxes of film that we were using that would go to the printer and then we could save money if we reused some of it. So if, if a client had an ad, we'd be cutting out four pieces of film and sending it to the printer again next issue so that they could piece it together to print the next issue. So it was a, it was a, gosh, it was really different now that I look back. Um, you know, the first issue was half color, half black and white, because it was cheaper to do it that way. Now, of course, it doesn't matter, right? And, you know, black and white and color really cost about the same to, to publish. So it was very, yeah, it, the, the magazine industry has certainly changed. I mean, now we upload files digitally like everybody does. Uh, the printing presses are fast. Uh, it's, it's done with so much ease. But yet at the same time, I feel like our deadlines are always, are still killing it. That deadline, we're just like, oh my gosh, we've still got, you know, we've got another 10 pages to finish and it's got to go off to press tomorrow. We're not there yet. So I think everything, as it gets more sophisticated, you just add more work. It just becomes more and more anyway. So I'm always trying to make it better. But it's, uh, it's gotten easier too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I, I completely understand. And just as an aside here, like... So I started in radio, geez, I don't know, 13 years ago. And like to even see the shift from then to where it is now, like I completely understand this media landscape has totally, totally changed over the, you know, even, even in the past five years, we could say that there's been some big shifts, right? Like oh. cloud computing. And I, I mean, you can easily go to Dropbox or Google Drive or whatever, just to say, here's the proof, right? Super easy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I look back and, uh, you know, funny though, it was a lot of fun still. It was a process, right? Everything that we did, I think in each decade represented something um, that was true to the times. And then it just got a little bit easier. Um, and like I said, a little bit more sophisticated. I think we've also gotten better at what we do, like everyone does. Um, and uh, always striving to do better, always. So yeah, but it is certainly easier when it comes to technology, putting out a magazine now. Most definitely. And, you know, one of the things that you have up on the website is content is key. That has not changed in 30 years. No, you know, really, when it comes down to who we are, it's all content, right? We are trying to provide the best content from the best experts in their field. That's always been um, in our mandate. We're not the experts, but we want to get the best experts putting out their information through impact. So, we can feel really good about the content that uh, we're putting out every issue. So it's not us talking. It is, uh, you know, the best nutrition experts. It's going to be the best sports med guys and mostly Canadian um, you know, contributors because we do, you know, every once in a while we'll have a contributor from the U.S. But I would say at this point it's, you know, 90 to 95 percent Canadian content always. 
but sometimes there's somebody we want to have in the magazine that uh, has a big name and really knows their stuff and uh, we're just really quite uh, fortunate to be able to have them contributing to the magazine so um, yeah the content is everything and telling stories of people so it's not always uh, stories of elite athletes it's also stories of regular uh, regular people doing pretty incredible things and overcoming adversity and hopefully inspiring our readers you know if this person can do it gee I better get off the couch and maybe I can do this too so yeah count content is everything Always. Love it. It always resonates too when it's story, when it's a story versus here are the bullet points and here are the facts, right? Like I love hearing people's stories of, you know, going from a weekend warrior or like someone who's a couch surfer to running marathons or or whatever. I'm just, you know, throwing that out as, as, as an example. But I think that it's always great to hear those transformational pieces and you're giving them a home to do that. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I want to know, like, what's the process that you and your team go through to determine? Because the past 30 years, there have been, you know, from the low fat diets to, you know, barefoot shoes. And like, I, I've seen a lot of trends. I'm just curious, like, what's the process? Is it basically you're going by journal evidence? Like, how do you exactly decide what gets into the magazine? Totally. So, no, that's a really good question. Um, we want to make sure that everything that gets into the magazine is research-based always. I mean, that's always been the case, especially when you get into things like sport medicine, um, when you get into things like nutrition. Uh, that's a really hot topic right now, I know. And uh, so, again, that's why we go to the experts. We want to make sure that the people that are contributing this expert advice in the magazine are the people that have the expert research to back it as well. So, again, that's right from the beginning of time. We've always done that. Um, food and nutrition is a pretty hot topic right now for us. Um, you may have noticed that about the last six years, we decided to, when I say we, I should probably say I because this was my decision. Uh, is to go plant-based nutrition and food. And there are a few reasons for that, but really, you know, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is not say, don't eat this. We're trying to say, do eat more of this because it's really good for you. Um, no one can uh, be harmed by eating more fruits and vegetables and whole foods in their diets. I mean, there's just so much evidence uh, you know, based uh, content for that that if we can get people doing a little more of that, that would be amazing um, because we're definitely not doing enough of that already. So that would be maybe the biggest shift I've taken with the magazine um, in the last decade anyway. Yeah. Love that. When you focus on addition instead of subtraction, things become a lot easier and I'm glad that you are treating your language and the way that you're, uh, you're publishing things, I think that that's important for people to remember if they're listening, if they're watching this right now, addition rather than subtraction can set you up for success. It's so true. And people are going to make their own decisions also when they're ready to make them. You know, unfortunately, that can happen when people have had a health issue, unfortunately, and then they'll start looking for something a little bit more serious to make change and that goes for everything, you know, exercising and nutrition and everything that you do. So hopefully, you know, we can provide uh, that information that'll just keep people encouraged and inspired to just add a little bit of this to their lives every day, no matter what, right? So, yeah. <laughs> One of the big things I know impact for is the top fitness instructors. Tell me a little bit about that feature, how the idea came to conception. And I guess we're coming up at the time of this recording, nothing is out yet, but when it comes out, we may have a list of top instructors. 
You will, you will. I'm really excited about this. We've always featured top instructors and trainers in Impact over the years. You know, we do workouts and and different uh, advice that come from some of our top fitness trainers and uh, instructors. And this evolved quite organically from some articles that we were doing annually. We would have, um, you know, top. I'm going to get back into the plant-based situation, but say top vegan influencers in Canada. You know, we had that feature one year. Or we, again, on the plant-based side, top uh, vegan athletes uh, were featured. And then we thought, let's get off the food for a little bit here. Let's start uh, honoring and elevating these people that have been you know, dedicating their entire lives to keeping other people fit in their lives, the, the trainers, the instructors, we work with all of them, let's do a feature for them. And so we, we developed a nomination process and uh, had people across Canada uh, nominate their top trainers. I think we went with trainers the first year and we alternate trainers one year, instructors, group instructors the next year. And we had a phenomenal kind of response, lots of people nominating their favorite people in the industry and they're all incredible. It's a tough process, actually. Um, we decided to choose the top 10 in each reason, region, excuse me. So BC, kind of Alberta or prairies and uh, the East, kind of group the East together as one. So um, got to the, uh, the scoring process. The scoring is quite grueling. We want it to be fair. We don't want it to be uh, an American Idol type of scoring and a popularity contest. And I think we do a really good job with this. So um, things like education and certifications and all the things that are important uh, for instructors and trainers to be doing what they're doing. And then we have some questions that are answered that are subjective to scoring. And then we send those off to panelists. So this year we sent those off to seven panelists that are experts in their field. And uh, we it was blind scoring. So we didn't send the names. And I think that's just the best that we can do. So they scored all of them. Super inspiring answers. It's so hard. Uh, and then, you know, those that floated to the top, uh, we chose the top 10 in each region. And it's hard because, honestly, from number 10 to 11, it could have been, you know, I hate to say it. It could have been like 0.5 of a score difference. So, and then there's, you know, one point between, you know, the rest of them. So in my eyes, if I could win the lottery, I would do the top 100 instructors next year. That's my goal, if we can put that out there. Um, I would love to feature more, more of these people. They're incredible. I've worked with a lot of them over the years. They love what they do. And I think you know that anyone that works in the fitness industry does it because they have a passion for it. Uh, it's not about the money. They do it because they truly love what they do. We all do. We just want to help people and, and live our best lives, but also have other people live their best lives. So we've got our top 30 coming out uh, in two days from today's date. It'll be out by the time this comes out. Uh, they're all amazing, as are the others. So we'll make sure that we mention all of the nominees um, in this feature as well because they need to be recognized because they're all incredible um, uh, but for this year we've got our top 30 again and uh, we'll have a big celebration at the end of March do a little award ceremony I think it might be we might make it open to everyone um, out there um, I haven't got all the details together yet but of course it will be virtual and that'll be the first time we're going to do that so people will be able to tune in and uh, yeah hang out with us at the end of March
Cool. One quick question in regards to that. You say that it's the top 10 in each region. How many people in each region are nominated? Ah, you know what? I don't have that exact number, but I would say well over 100. Maybe, I think that our best year, I think this year was a little bit lower because of A, COVID, and because instructors aren't instructing as much, right? Some have not had the ability to instruct. But, you know, I think we've had up to 1,000 nominees in total. Um, I'll double check those numbers later, but I can't give you the exact number right now. Sorry, I don't have it. So that's well, a hard, t that's a tall task to kind of pick the top, top 10. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough thing to do. Like I said, next year, let's aim for top, let's at least aim for top 100. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about 30 years and the resiliency award. I want to know a little bit more about that and, you know, what it means. I guess what September you said is when the 30th. Yeah, so so here we are. Yeah, we're going to be leading up to our 30th anniversary edition in in the fall. And so we're going to just start building what this is going to look like. And and what's one thing we did in our 25th, which was really fun. And again, it was really organic. We just sort of did it, is that we had a celebration and then we decided to give back some awards to our industry people as well. So um, it was really fun. It was nice to recognize people that were doing really good things in our industry. And because we work with so many different facets of the industry, you know, we're working with races one day, the next day we're working with, you know, yoga studios, and then it could be a nutritional product and so on and so forth. So we this year, given the year we've all had, which has been so tough, we thought, let's not just make this a celebration about us. I mean, we want to celebrate, hopefully that we've made it that far. That'll be, that'll be the true test as to get to that 30th. And then, um, but let's really celebrate everybody else that is going through some stuff, right? We're all going through so, so much stuff. We are trying to hang in there, keep our businesses running. And so we're putting together categories right now um, that people can, nominate themselves or put their nominations in it's not there'll be no cost to it you know it's not an awards thing where you have to pay $500 to enter for the award you know we just want to celebrate people that have had a year or have had a 10 years you know or 30 years you know whatever it might be and um, we'll have the criteria ready I think by the end of March where Nominees will go up live, um, and uh, then we're going to look for some support again for people to help us, again, in the selection process. But um, I think with that particular edition, we might do the awards separate from the edition or even in a, uh, in a separate digital part of the edition, because we want to make sure we recognize everybody. All right. So, so that's going to be a lot of fun, and it'll be a celebration for all of us. I'm hoping by September we're all going to be kind of out of this to some degree. Will we be able to celebrate together? We don't know yet. That would be so nice. Maybe it'll be a combination of celebrating together and virtually because we have, you know, we've got contributors and clients right across the country. So, you know, mostly Alberta, BC, that's where our, you know, our, our home is Alberta. This is where our, our, our biggest network is, but you know, we want to celebrate with everyone. So if we can get some people together, oh, that'd be amazing. I, I just can't even imagine what that's going to look like again. It's been so long. So yeah, that's the goal. Awesome. This is great. Well, Elaine, I, I do want to be respectful of your time. I just have a couple of questions left here. Um, but uh, before we get to those questions, I just want to know where can people find out more about Impact? Uh, why don't you throw out the websites and some social media handles um, where people can find more about you? Sure. Yeah. Well, 
it's impactmagazine.ca. That is uh, where you can find everything. And then, of course, you can link to all of our digital editions. I think we have at least 10 years worth back there. So it's kind of fun to go back and look uh, back. And we'll be doing that again in our upcoming year. Um, Instagram is at Impact Mag Canada. And uh, join us there for some sweat across Canada workouts with our Canada's top fitness trainers every Thursday. Lots of fun. And uh, we also like to show off some of these great people that, uh, that are teaching across the country. You know, those are, I think, the two best places to find us. Um, in print, we, we are distributing in print still. So um, we're distributing, you know, where our retailers are open. So sports retail, health food stores, the some of the clubs more so in BC at the moment than in Alberta. But as soon as they're back open, we hope next month we'll be back in the, in the clubs again. And uh, grocery stores uh, and coffee shops. So if you know if you're if you're kind of walking into your Safeway or Co-op, hopefully you'll see a copy of Impact in the stands there. And you can also get a digital subscription online as well if you so choose to get one sent to your home. <laughs> well, great. And I, I really, if you're listening to this right now, it is a great publication. Please, please, please consider subscribing uh, to the digital edition. Or if you want that, you know, that hand copy, make sure you check it out and seek it out because it, it is, it's a wealth of information. And I love that you mentioned that it's research based. That's the problem right now with I see a lot of fitness content right now where it's 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 all anecdotal and it's all hey did you know whatever I'm not even going to get into it but you know that the <laughs> fitness industry is like has so many holes in it right now because it's it's believable. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean and there's a lot of money at stake too in in certain industries. So I think that yeah, we won't go there. But it's uh yeah, we do our best to make sure that everything we put in there honestly is uh the best that we can do with the best people in the industry. So Really, I think that I think we're we feel pretty confident that the information you're getting an impact uh, is very reliable, credible, and hopefully inspiring at the end of the day. So, before I get to the final question here, I just want to acknowledge you for a minute, Elaine. I just want to first off for your resilience, your resiliency. I mean, you know, you mentioned that you want to highlight other people's resiliency this year, but. For you personally to go through a loss late last year to dealing with COVID, you're putting out free additions, you're helping with free advertising. Um, that selfless act in this fitness industry, that's what I love about this industry. People are willing to help out no matter what. And the fact that we can come together like that, I acknowledge you for that. I also acknowledge you for the fact that your educational content is research based because like we just mentioned, there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's important for the consumer to know to find that centralized place where they can get that information. And I just want to also acknowledge you for being vulnerable. And, you know, at the beginning of this conversation, we spoke about how it has been a tough year. You didn't you didn't mince any words. And I think you said what a lot of people are feeling. And so I acknowledge you that for a minute. Thank you so much for that. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. So let's final question here. I want to know, you mentioned a couple of things coming up for 2021, but where do you see the magazine for the rest of 2021 and into 2022? Right. So as I, I, I previously mentioned, I'm hoping, of course, that we can do a, a really great celebration as we move into the fall. I would like to see all of us come back into some place of normalcy again. I mean, we love what we do. We love we love what we do with Impact and we want to keep doing it. That's the bottom line. 
And so for us to be able to do what we're going to do in the future, everybody else has to be able to do what they're doing as well. So my, I see the future as very dependent on how quickly things turn around with vaccines and our numbers coming down and getting back, getting people back into business, getting small businesses running again and larger um, and getting into some frame of normalcy again. Really, that's that's going to tell all. Um, after the fall, I'm really hoping we might be close to that. It will never be quite the same, or at least probably for another year. I'm sure that uh, we all feel that way. But I think that we should be able to get close to where we were before. Um, after the fall, that's my goal. I just want to keep doing what we're doing because we love what we do. Great. Uh, how big is the team, Elaine? We're a small team. It's it's kind of fun because often people think we're this huge magazine. <laughs> and uh, We put out a really big magazine, but with a very small group of people. So on the average, there's four of us that put this wow. publication together. Yeah. So there's myself, my art director, and I have been blessed with really amazing art directors at the magazine, um, and my director of business development, did I say myself in there? Myself, my art director, my business developer. And um, uh, right now I'm working with guest editors. So I've kind of taken on that role of editor-in-chief since COVID. So I've kind of added even more to my plate just out of necessity. But something that's been kind of cool is that I've had some previous editors that have worked with Impact come back. And they want to help and they want to do more with the magazine um, and do what they can. So it's been really wonderful to have some people come back and work with me. So we're working with guest editors. So that would be four. And then, of course, contributors and photographers and whoever we can you know, get the work out to. We have a huge umbrella group of people that we work with. But no, pretty much four. That's it. <laughs> That's our team. Incredible. That's great. Well, Elaine Koopser, thank you so much for your time today. This was fantastic. Is there anything else you wanted to throw out there while I still have you? You know, I think that's all. I just hope that uh, we can all get back to business uh, soon. I know it's my, my wish for everybody that's closed down right now that we can all get back to doing what we love to do. And hopefully everybody will support local and, and nationally, you know, support the people that need the support. Um, I think everyone's doing it already, but I can't stress it more. Let's just support each other. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Stay on the line for just a sec. I'm going to stop the recording, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Episode is all done. Thank you so much to Elaine for coming on this episode of the Calgary Fitness Podcast. If it's something that you enjoyed and it's something that you think other people will get benefit from, please make sure you copy the link, text it to them, make sure you email them this link, make sure you share this podcast around so that we can make it grow. And while you're at it, leave a five-star rating and a written review. Thanks so much. Have a good day.